Hi, I'm Maggie. Hi, I'm Grace, and this is A Very Bookish Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to A Very Bookish Podcast. Today is episode 64, and today's topics are going to be a little bit interesting, a little bit fun. We're going to be talking about a little bit of Bridgerton season two, and we're going to be talking about fat representation in romance books, um, especially the one that I just read. I wanted to talk to it, talk about it a little bit. I can't speak today. I Today's been an off day for me. <laughs> Grace, Grace and I had a very interesting like hour-long conversation almost before this about some stuff. So <laughs> she's, she's a little annoyed with me at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, I'm annoyed it because she doesn't see what's right in front of her. Clearly, her glasses do not help her <laughs> at all. I mean, her romantic, her romantic life. It's so funny because Grace talks about how like she literally was like my like the romance books I read and like my BDSM results are like at a level ten, and then like my awareness in my own like relationships and everyday life is like at a two <laughs> so like it's not even a two it's like a negative five <laughs> well because like two I, a two would be like vanilla you're not even there you don't even well, get there because i i am not good at reading social cues like i just am not good at it and it makes grace frustrated when i tell her about something and she's like he's into you it's and like, i'm like no, it's he's like not. she wants to she wants to go to point she wants she's at point a and she wants to get to point b and then like he's giving her the straight path and she's just like oh it's a dead end up ahead and he's giving her the all clear and she's just not taking the opportunity it's just like girl so I am teaching her little by little. She is not allowed to respond to messages now without pre-approval by me. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see if that gets her to the goalpost and to the finish line so that she can wave her checkered flag. <sighs> Dude, Anyways. Uh, yeah, so that was what's happening earlier today. Um Anyways, we're let's hop into Bridgerton season two. Oh, real quick, shout out to our girl Pauline. It's her birthday. Yes. Um, the 18th today, the day that we're recording. So Monday, April 18th, that's uh, Pauline's birthday. So shout out to her. Well, and then happy birthday, Grace, because your oh, birthday yeah. is after this comes out. So happy birthday. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. I am now 26, future me. And... Uh, feeling pretty good it's weird that you're five years older than me yeah. you can tell because yeah. <laughs> because grace grace will mention we talked about it a little bit on the other episode grace will like mention a tv a movie and i'm just like what is this and literally i'm reading the spanish love deception at the moment and it referenced movie and i was like do you know what this is and she's like yeah and i'm just like oh okay i have no idea what it is <laughs> She said, uh, have you watched The Wedding Date? And for those people who know The Wedding Date, I can't remember who is in it, but I know it exactly in my head. Um, The Wedding Date is like this uh, movie with, um, what's his name? Um, Deborah Messing and Dermont um, Mulroney um they are pretending to uh, she hires an escort to be her date to her sister's wedding back home in london in london and at the wedding is her ex-fiance who broke off the engagement um because there was another woman so he's at the wedding and everybody in her family is at the wedding and she hires an escort to say that she has a boyfriend so you know how it goes. It's goes feeling like the kiss quotient. Basically. But well, she hires not she hires him to be her date. That's it. Mm, not okay. for anything else. And he's like, all business, this is what it is, that blah, blah, blah. And 
Yeah. He is like, you need to relax. You need to like stop worrying about doing things for him. Do things that make you feel good. And then he'll see that. And so like he starts like helping her see herself and like, you know, helping her like flirt a little bit better and her helping her feel more confident and just giving her his him giving her attention from him like and then the ex-fiance is like like worried about it and like trying to talk to her but not really then it comes out that the other woman do you want me to tell you the end or no yeah the other woman that her ex-fiance had broken it off for was her sister and her sister who is getting married now to someone else they were like she had been like no this is it we can't do it anymore that's all and her sister was dating the guy she's currently about to marry and the escort he finds out and she's like please you can't tell anybody and then she's like okay fine i won't but you need to like you need to be straight up because like everybody thinks that that's her boyfriend so they're like t- treating her treating him like part of the family and he loves that and of course they end up sleeping together after the wedding day. day yeah they end up sleeping together and then like after that she finds out that he knew all along that her ex-fiance had cheated with her sister and they, everybody had known about it and everybody had kept the secret from her and so she was mad at everybody and she just leaves and then he has to go chase after her and yeah it's a pretty cute movie and then there's this really iconic dance scene that is to sway with me by Ma- michael buble and it's like they're all the couples are like going to a dance class because they're dancing for like the practicing of a wedding and they're fighting they're bickering because of something and during this dance, they finally like give in and start joking around and being, you know, being relaxed with each other. So that song is going to be played at my wedding. Okay, I it's on Peacock, so maybe I'll get Peacock and watch it tonight. Yeah, but um, yeah. So happy birthday to me! That's happy birthday, point. Grace! Yeah, happy birthday to me. We'll see how Bridgerton season two. Bridgerton season two. I so, have been wanting Grace to to watch. I've been begging her to watch. Yeah. I've been sending her Bridgerton season two edits on TikTok so that she will watch. And she finally did. I don't know how much of that was my influence. Probably none of it. But she watched it. I was going to watch it. It just wasn't. Season one, the like last two episodes of season one really threw it off where Daphne does what she does and I was like well she does that and I think she does that and then three episodes after three she has about two episodes after yeah and the two episodes after were understandable like I I got it like they were arguing they they were not in the same spot but then they both wanted to be and they just like just talk to me just tell me be honest with me and I got that I was like okay which makes sense because we're in this predicament because of that I was expecting him to be a little more upset about it but at the same time he does love her a lot and I feel like part of him wanted I don't know I haven't read the books but this is just based on the show um part of him was like wanting to let go of what his, what this burden that he put on himself with his dad. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it why he wasn't as mad as somebody else might have been. Mm-hmm. And he loves her. And if anybody is going to have his kid, it's going to be him. I mean her. So. Yeah. It was cute. Now, I have not finished season 2 yeah. because because I haven't I had family over and guests over so I haven't had time you celebrated Easter yeah so so I am now on the last two episodes so I think Anthony and her and Ms. Sharma just kissed 
Kate just, they just kissed. And uh, the little sister just called off the wedding. Okay. That's it. That's it. She knows that there's something going on with like them two. Mm-hmm. And she's mad because Kate never told her about her grandparents. Which I'm like, girl, like you wanted to know. You didn't want to know. You didn't care about any of them. Okay, stuff. honestly, Edwina was so clueless the whole like season. Dude, she reminds me of like a little chipmunk. Okay, and like how a- she gets mad at Kate and she's like, you didn't want me to be with him. Like, literally she wanted him and yeah she literally like before you even like got with him and even the proposal she was like don't like i don't think he's a good person so like like you can't and the fact that like she just i don't know if it's like the older sister but it's just like girl you were not you didn't want to know you didn't care to know you were caught up in this fantasy that i built for you because you didn't want to know about the other harsh shit that was going around. Yeah. You didn't want to know. She she That's me. That's my mentality. She put a lot Kate. of blame on Kate. Yeah, which is like girl, like you <sighs> I don't like know. Like once if it was she... my sister doing that shit, I would have been like, girl, if you don't chill. And you you too. My dog's barking. But I was really upset with her. I was just like I don't know what it is about her edwina's eyes are like so round and like innocent yeah she definitely has an innocence to her and it's just like she was she was caught up in the fantasy of the life that anthony could give her she didn't like anthony she liked the life that anthony could provide for her and i will say like that has been their goal is to do that the entire episode so it's kind of like yeah that would make sense that that's what she's looking for. But I will have to ask you. So since up to that moment, we've seen all of these little moments and we've seen the relationship between Kate and Anthony. How do you think it compares to Daphne and Simon's relationship? To Daphne and Simon's. Um, I think I like it a little more because there's a lot more back and forth and Daphne was a little bit naive mm-hmm. in her, how she was going to go about things. And Kate was more realistic about things that needed to be done again, because yeah. she was the older sister and she had to take up that role of the mother figure. Yeah. Which and I'm like- kind of like, where was the mom in all of this? dude she was literally like she was there but she wasn't there like okay so i will have to ask you spoiler alert for british in season two if you have not seen it like literally do not listen to the rest of this episode episode one we find out who lady whistledown is well we found out at the end of season one i didn't know who it was it's literally like the almost the last scene before she ends up giving birth. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, to be honest, I didn't rewatch it, so I didn't know. So, but girl, the fact that girl, I thought you I don't don't remember just... you don't remember that um um the queen was like having this um having like these runners like figure it out, and they were gonna trap her. They were going to capture her at the printing press. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's season two. Is that season two? Yeah, that's season two. That's. But, but I know in season one, you do find out it's her. I thought I thought they just alluded to who possibly Lady Whistledown could be. I didn't think they no, actually I said swear, it was Penelope. That's season one. I don't I'm think they said. Season one. I think they might have alluded that it was season her. one. After season one, there were so many videos about Penelope being Lady Whistledown. I've never saw those. So I had no idea. But what did you think about them? Like, we could have guessed it was her, but like, what did you think about them revealing it so soon? 
I think if they didn't, there was no plot line with it. Yeah. You can't have a plot line coming from one to another season. That's true. That it's like a center folk of the of the season. I guess, yeah. I guess it does also set up for because people think um it's it's not a really a spoiler for the season, but they think Colin and Penelope is next season because they're not going in the order of the books. So they think that's why they revealed it this season. Because what? Penelope is going to be the next season? Yeah. Probably. I'm still trying to figure out if this thing was the first season or not. I'm going to find out right now because it's going to bother me if I don't find out. Because I'm pretty sure the printing press, we didn't see any of that until season two. I swear it was in. Um... But what I, what I did like about, what I like about Anthony and Kate's relationship more than Daphne is that innocence, but also like Daphne and Simon were attracted to each other and they admitted their attraction early on and like we versus like kate and anthony had that enemies to lovers of like i hate you so much and it's the like i hate you so much then i love you so much kind of thing where it like it turns from hate into love and it's that simmering like i'm so attracted to you that like i hate you kind of thing and i think that's what makes it more attractive what's what grace it's season one. What episode? What episode? Season one, episode eight. Season one, episode eight. It um, what's her name? The other, the sister. Oh, which sister? Eloise. Uh huh. Goes to stop to warn Lady Whistledown that the Queen has set a trap for her. Yeah. Yeah, I and remember then, that. So and she's then the lady. Shows, yeah, like the lady Whistledown is talking and she's like, oh, yeah, timestamp 10648 in, in episode eight. But lady Whistledown doesn't talk, I thought. Where of a scheme to unmask her, lady Oh. But, and then she tells her, and then she drives off, and then she's there covered, and then she ends up lifting up and looking, and she she's holding like the latest print that she's listening um, about to print. I'm trying to find it. I didn't see that last part of her. It's literally before. What's the wait? What was the timestamp? Oh, and it's a timestamp one. Um, oh six forty eight. One oh six. Oh. Yeah. Because Benedict is talking with Eloise, and she's just like, "Oh, I don't even remember that. <laughs> I don't even remember, remember that." TikToks that I send you, literally an hour before you send it to me. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. I totally had forgotten. I honestly should have reread, rewatched this season. Probably, but yeah. The point is, um, I did like that. I like the breathing. I like the breathing. The way he looks at her and the like the shocked moments where he he's like. Good. How is it that a a fucking gay man makes us fall in love with a man more than a straight man can? Because he he gets it. It's like to be desired by a man. Yeah, that's true. And it's like he knows the look that he wishes men would look at. Dude, the way he looks at Kate and like when she lifts up her skirt. And I saw this TikTok. I think it sent it to you. And it's all the times that Anthony's like shocked and it's the like loading signal in his head because he's just like so shocked by her. And he's yeah. just like And I think that 
that he is bored with all the other women because they're just like bland and there's nothing there for him and i think even her sister he finds her sister edwina he finds so boring i think yeah but he is like she'll do because she'll fulfill the duty that needs to be done Dude. So he's not marrying because he, you remember, he's not marrying because he loves. He literally straight up tell her that, duty. too. He's was, marrying because of duty. That was so sad when she's like, like, Edwina, like, as like, tell me, like, like, you love me and stuff. And he's like, I, I, I'm doing this for, like, duty. We have so much in common. And he, like, always tells her that. And she, like, still has this, like, rose-colored glasses on the whole time. And I'm just like, babes. Yeah babes i feel you <laughs> and it's just like i don't know i kind of want edwina to be like girl th- like somebody needs to take her and shake her up and be like it's everybody noticed it and daphne everybody the was parents, like well not the parents mom and um lady danbury even um even violet was like noticed it like everybody knew who's violet the mom bridgerton lady bridgerton violet bridgerton oh yeah this mom so like uh, i but the way he's in utter the b scene the mm-hmm. b scene where he literally has a panic that's, attack i think that that's i find it kind of funny that the dad died from a beastie <laughs> <laughs> because it's like well if you had an epi <laughs> okay but the funny thing is, is i don't know if you noticed i saw a tiktok about it and it was how like eloise and benedict wear b <laughs> and it's like they're trying to give anthony a, a uh, anxiety attacks so they wear beads yeah. in their hair and everything and I just thought that was so funny I was like honestly that's canon like that would happen it would. but I don't know if it would okay have you seen the interactions between Eloise and the footman Eloise and the footman those scenes are from season one no, there's scenes in season two. So far, those have been scenes from season one. The scene where he laughs. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because when she's with Theo. because oh, she needs what's-his-face. But that, but the first couple scenes where he's like, where he laughs. Yeah. But have you seen. That's the first scene that she meets the printer. Yeah, but the scene where she goes and meets Theo. And she's like, do you have like. I thought that was that's season two, right? Yeah, the way he's that's like the, first episode. the way he, dude. I know who Eloise ends up with, and you would never guess who Eloise ends up with. Have I seen him yet? Yeah. Who is it? I've seen him in the edits and stuff, but I haven't been to him. So Eloise ends up with Sir Philip. Who's Sir Philip? maria's husband in the books i don't know if they're gonna do it in the movie in the tv show because they might go different up with maria's husband maria 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 is from season one she's the she's the girl who got marina okay i was like there ain't no maria marina okay colin goes to see her and her husband, Colin, actually likes so him. Is he married to her in the books? Yes, but she dies in the books. She dies in the books? <laughs> she dies in the books. And I'm guessing that happens in Colin's book as she dies in that book. Um, so I'm guessing that happens. But Eloise in the books, they end up together. And how is that? I don't know. You haven't read I- it? I haven't read her books, but that's who, I know that's how because I watched a TikTok about it, and somebody's like, "Yeah, that's who she ends up with," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> they gave him bad sideburns, so I'm hoping they take those away for his season. And remember that he cannot be as desirable 
until his season comes. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Dude, I this season was so good though. It's definitely better than season one. Yeah. I would say as much. Yeah, Yeah. but I would, but that's because it's like a slower burn kind of because it's that enemies. But I would say that the dancing scenes, though, I preferred season one's dancing scenes. Just how lyrical I felt they were. And I think I preferred the music more from season one. Yeah, because season one was more covers. This one was its own. Yeah. Music. There are a lot of covers. I was like, they had Material Girl. (laughs) Yeah, they did have Material Girl. (laughs) I thought was so funny when I heard it. I was like, I can't believe that they have this. That was good though. I like that one. Yeah. Um, But yeah, my favorite scene between them so far. Oh, oh, um, this is something I wanted to talk about. Um, that whole scene of like, oh, you know, like, um. Um, you're the bane of my existence. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Uh, okay, that scene. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But everybody says like, "Oh yeah, you're the bane of my existence and the object of all my desires." And then the thing, the videos usually stop there, right? But it's the lines after that that really, the- really hit. The ones that really, really hit. Like, hold on, I want to know exactly what this man says. Dude, he. What episode is that 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 happened? I, I, I don't remember, but the library scene where it's just the two of them together. I want to say, yeah, that's what. I, that's why. It's so good. It's oh, so the one good. of the, the thunder signs. Yeah, no, no, no. It was the one where they were having a party, and this was. This was pre-wedding, so it's pre before. And and Daphne walks in. That one. Oh, and they're like right up on each other. Yeah, and Daphne's like, Daphne should better than me because I would have been like, oh, aren't you gonna marry her, bro? <laughs> I, if I was Daphne, I would have done that because <laughs> we know they like each other. Is it this one? Okay. I'm trying to exactly what he says, right? But that whole monologue that he does in that that scene is so good. Like, there's nowhere you can go. The passion. My my honor is hanging by a thread. Thread. The things I can show you, and I'm like. I saw a video that like translated it to like modern language and he was just like oh do you even know all the ways a lady could be seduced that's basically like do you even know all the things that I want to do to you yeah like he played too well too well like his acting well right there it's a heavy breathing (sighs) the panting come on dude the way he pants and like the like visual like him holding back and like the restraint that he has i'm just like oh the things i could teach you oh like it's just like it makes me cheeky it makes me smile it (sighs) is so good it's, it's so good and like it is so sad that like that's why like if i when not if when i get a boyfriend him and i are gonna sit down and we're gonna watch bridgerton together and i'm gonna be like you're learning jake from this to watch bridgerton what'd you say jake has been asking about it and he's just like should i watch it and I was just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. every guy should watch bridgerton and understand like oh, what we want this is what he says after he's like oh if i wed your sister then it'll bind you and me for eternity right and i will spend the rest of my marriage 
at the breaking point of my willpower this thing between us it will like continue and whatever and one day it'll build until one day it snaps and then he will spend every minute of his marriage desiring her and wanting her and then when it finally breaks and they he finally gives into it the guilt and the i guess whatever he he will feel will destroy them both because they'll both feel it for doing that to his sister and he's just and he tells her is that what really what you want because he's like straight up he tells her like yeah i'll marry your sister because that's what i have to do because i'm doing it for duty and i'm I'm not going to change that but if i marry her you're always gonna be there i'm always gonna want you mm-hmm. that's never gonna go away and and until we finally give in and we are gonna give in because like it's too strong not to Dude, the way this man just the I'm writers and i'm not a fan of all of that you know like if you're gonna marry someone marry the person that you're gonna be with mm-hmm. and that's that but damn this was a different time though we have to think like this was a time where like they really is it really bridgerton is its own time okay that's true it's its own universe it's not <sighs> it was just they were like in heavy denial well no yeah, they, they weren't they knew they knew they knew they wanted each other Oh, but it's just oh. the way that he smells her oh dude well i was watching this tiktok video and she was talking about how like like british people didn't have good hygiene and stuff like they learned it from india and stuff and how like bathing so they were saying like kate and edwina were probably bathing daily while everybody else was probably not and i loved the scene um where he's s- oh uh-huh. the wedding scene that was that was amazing. That was beautiful. It was. It was. I meant it was the really good. Preparation. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. That's. Yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Okay. Where they uh they rubbed. I think, I forgot what it was called. Um. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I thought that was really cute. I think it was. I think it was a great way to show like the Indian traditions and stuff brought into the setting. They're bringing, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you were saying um the video. Yeah, so they, she was talking about it, and she was like, that's why, like, Anthony is probably so obsessed with her in this, like, series of her smelling, because she probably smells amazing compared to the half-rotten people around him. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'd want to be smelling her, too. <laughs> like, she, the actress for Kate, the actress for Kate, her eyes. She looks a little elfin. She looks, she has that, like cat eye like like a fox sireny kind of like look to her versus like edwina has that doe eye you know you know how they they talk about that like the doe eyed versus siren eyed thing that women do to men mm-hmm. kate has that like siren eye where she like oh and her hair and her outfits her when her hair is loose in that thunder scene oh my gosh like i know he was just like dang if once i he i know right there he was thinking man if i run my hands through it i am not gonna let go go dude that man oh i'm getting chills thinking about it he's just scrumptious scrumptious is the only word i can say how tall is he anthony let me look it up. Let me look up Anthony Bridgerton height. Because I don't know how tall the actor is. Um, let me look it up. I feel like the actor himself is not six feet. Um, Jonathan Bailey. Let's look up Jonathan Bailey height. Okay. So, he is 5'11", six mm-hmm. foot. I'm sorry, but any guy who's 5'11", you're six foot. Uh, no. Okay, the, unless you have a 5'10 attitude. <laughs> no, because once you've had six foot, you know what six foot is. 
<laughs> and then nothing else is going to compare it to that six feet. Oh my gosh. Those extra inches, they count. Okay. One extra That's inch. For bigger girls, you know? Oh, yeah. They count. Yeah. You know that, oh, remember last week we were talking about kinks and stuff? There is a kink that it describes liking bigger partners like taller mm-hmm. um oversized like it's like some form of like giant uh, something but liking your partner to be feel to be essentially a giant compared to you not yeah. a giant giant but like bigger than you yeah yeah i was like i definitely got that it just reminded me of it but yeah i could tell he wasn't like six feet in the books he's six one in the books i could probably see yeah not that i know but yeah i i honestly i'm short as it is i'm five three and three quarters so like anything above five ten for me solid once you have six feet you know you'll know the difference i'm five five and you feel tall to me and in heels i'm about like five seven five eight mm-hmm. so if you're five eleven that's not what's that gonna do <laughs> i like how i'm like i don't base it off of height and grace is like nope i do i mean i don't i wouldn't say it but like if i look up at your if i'm looking at the hinge profile and i see five five i want to be like mm, not really yeah i did i had a hinge guy who i have to i have to talk about this on the podcast because i literally was so disgusted i took a photo of it um he responded to one of my prompts and let me be clear i fully bring this upon myself let me be a hundred percent clear with my hinge profile i bring this all on myself like it's i have what i like to say is i have curated my profile to only like select like a certain (laughs) type of guy (laughs) because Oh, yeah. So I have a shirt and it says get a vasectomy. It says it gives abortion, get a vasectomy. And this guy goes, I'll get one if it means we can go raw. And I was like. But he wasn't like he was like, I was like. Not the time and place, but yeah, said that. Okay, it'd be different if I was like. If my man said that. Okay. Like, if I, like, actively knew him and we were having that conversation, I'd be like, oh, damn, okay. Okay. But then for a guy to just say that, like, nothing else. Not your first interaction being that. It just turned me off where I was just like, not the point of the shirt. I see what you did there, but I'm going to have to pass. But I'm also a very awkward person, so like that being like Really? You are? <laughs> I just I don't really get social cues. <laughs> it's so funny because I will literally text Grace about things. Like this guy's trying to flirt with me and I'm like, I don't understand. like <laughs> literally this guy was like he was like trying to flirt with me, but I was like just so turned look, off. Look, like, look, look, look. <laughs> we all on this podcast all of our listeners we all read romance books right we love banter we love like top tier banter right that back and forth that she's quick um but we love all of that right (laughs) maggie has opportunities to banter and she just like slams the door on that opportunity. Because I get she confused. The opportunity's head into the threshold, slams the door against it like four times before kicking it back and then slamming the door shut. She makes sure that that opportunity don't come up again. And I'm like, why the hell would you send me a screenshot of 
what they are saying and not wait for me to help you come up with the response okay like it, any other girls do no and then i end up getting like oh well i ended up saying this and i'm like why would you say that that's not that's not encouraging the banter that's not encouraging the playfulness okay in my defense the one guy that i was talking to i i mean i wasn't as like i know i was at work and i was just sitting there and i was just bored and i was texting him and i wasn't really into like into it like i don't know i wasn't into the yeah, conversation because because all opportunities of banter and playfulness and joking around you probably have already closed the door on it so the conversation will not be boring to you i was trying to be serious i was trying to talk about how i got a vacuum at target who wants a conversation from a dating app profile to be serious well it was on text message so it wasn't on it doesn't a dating matter. app matter i don't know i was excited about my vacuum person off at, at least until you have met in person at least three times then you could say that you haven't really you've interacted outside of the dating profile okay then i will i mean we're going on a date so it's fun um but i hope you do better <laughs> Dude, relaxing I, I had to i had to tell him i was like i'm so sorry i'm so like I'm, i don't i literally told him before like the first night i started texting him, i was like fair warning i'm like not good at social cues i told him i was like I should have told him, I was like, I'm not good at social cues. And he's like, okay, great, me too. <laughs> I don't think he realized how bad I am. Like, <laughs> it's bad. I, I read this thing. Well, I saw this video um, too. But the video kind of explained it. The same thing. Um, that, like, girls are always like, where is this guy? Where can I find him? Where can I find a guy who's like funny and whatever? And it's just like, you have to curate opportunities for that type of person to come out. So if you want somebody who's going to joke around with you, you need to create opportunities for that to happen. If you want a guy who spends his weekends at the bars then on weekends go to bars if you want somebody who will be at a museum on on a saturday afternoon instead or hiking on whatever then that's where you'll go to find those type of people as well as creating opportunities for you to find the person that you're looking for so do better yeah do better. so that was <laughs> yeah i don't know where this conversation was going yeah. dating that's what i wanted to segue into romance books and a book that i read last night so i read the fastest way to fall which is um a berkeley romance romance book um and i just wanted to recommend it to everybody because um i wanted to read something that the author wrote um, and this author's note really caught me by surprise when I like listened because I listened to it on audiobook. I finished it within like four hours. Amazing book. Loved it. Um, I, it was this important thing um, that she talked about being a fat woman and how, okay. When we are inundated with messages about obesity epidemic alongside those about body positivity, when bullying and fat shaming existence in tandem with celebrity role models embracing their bodies, why write about a fat character doing anything but living their best life with no mind to their size? I love those stories where conflict, self-affirmed fat people find love and take the world by storm. They're inspirational and even aspirational, but that's not the story. I know how to tell. I know how to tell the story of someone taking the world by storm, finding love, and doing so while navigating sometimes choppy waters of being a fat woman. And I think with this book, like, the main, the main problem in this book is not that she's fat, but I think it also still talks about how she, like, she isn't confident in herself and stuff, but she still, like, notices and calls out how other people are... Like when one of her friends like talks about how like she she could lose weight and how 
she'll look better when she loses weight and she keeps telling him like this isn't about me losing weight like this is just about me feeling like good in my body and like it's I don't I like what I like I think I'm hot and like it's kind of those things where like the main problem in the story is not that she's fat which I it's happened in some like romance books that I've read where that's like the main problem between the two of them is that like oh like it's been made of like the villain quote-unquote in the story talks about her being fat girl and the main love interest gets mad at the woman because he's like she's beautiful like fat doesn't have anything like that's not even the first thing that like comes to mind when i think about her like and why would you even think that because like it's not bad like it's kind of that reaffirming of that like it's not bad to be fat like it's kind of that thing where it's like it's so so has such a negative connotation that this book it's like it's just something that's like there and i love that Grace is sneezing. Grace is sneezing. Sorry. Um, I saw this TikTok video that was funny. It was like a bigger girl and she was just like, um, she was like, you bitches are going to have to find some another insult other than that. Because that just doesn't hit the way that it hit in middle school so you guys are gonna need to come up with a different um insult other than that because what you can be like oh you're so fat and and then she said yeah and i'm fat your mama fat too but i ain't the one that's ugly (laughs) (laughs) and she's just like and i was just like yeah that's true because like it um having that fat equals ugly is not accurate and like i've seen it so many times on tiktok where they're like oh my gosh you're so pretty for a fat girl and it's like yeah it's not that's not a compliment was i even like okay it's kind of like a oh like that's like what are you what are you trying to say by that kind of thing where it's like you have a beautiful face for a fat girl and it's like not mm. even the added the fat girl into it. Mm-hmm. But it's just the face part. Yeah. And it's like, I see a lot of TikToks because I am on like that side of TikTok and like how it also, has, I didn't realize how much it did bother me when like people, like skinnier people will be like, oh my gosh, I feel so fat today as like a negative thing or like I look so fat in this. And I'm just like, I saw one girl who, when she was talking about it, she's like, she's like, I started telling my friends like, so what about me? Like, what do you think of me? If you're saying, and then her friends were like, well, no, no, I'm just talking about myself. And she's like, you can't have that same attitude. Like you have to have that same attitude about yourself and me then kind of thing. And I was like, shit. <laughs> like, um, yeah, a prime example that I had like in real life with, with that, well, not real life, but um, if you guys saw Love is Blind season two, with Danielle, her whole insecurity was about her having been fat and yeah. having lost weight, yeah, and still feeling like the fat girl mm-hmm. and feeling fat, even mm-hmm. though she's tiny, yeah, she's tiny now, not yeah. super tiny, not skinny, skinny, tiny, but she's. She's normal. She's like not not even normal. It's just like she's what the normal, the like average woman looks like. Like, yeah. Even she's not like super skinny, she's but not she's not mid sized. Yeah. She's not mid sized. She's not plus size. She's just average. And she just kept saying, bringing up like that insecurity about her being bigger and her being fat and like wondering if she'll gain all of her like the 50 pounds that she lost and blah 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 and my brother and I were watching this my brother has me watching love is blind when it comes out because he wants to see my reactions with it and just to see how stupid it is and so when that was coming on I had to like stop him I'm just be like the way that she's talking is irritating me so much because like she's not even fat 
and she's making it like her whole identity when she doesn't even fit in there when there was an actual fat girl on it on the show yeah and she she wasn't that even close to her and I'm just like how are you complaining about that insecurity being yours when you don't even carry the bag with you well I mean I could get it if like she still has that insecurity of like being treated like how she was I would think it'd be different but she focused it so much on being fat itself that's you see that's different that's different yeah that's what I think really annoyed yeah that's different of you having an insecurity of having like been of having that fear of getting back to that point or have that fear of like being being treated that way again yeah being treated that way again but uh, her insecurity was that she was still fat yeah yeah and it's just like girl that's not it that could that could be also a um body dysmorphia too that could it could be that it got me so mad because it was like it was like her whole thing like she would constantly it was her whole thing her yeah. whole thing was about that and yeah. it really got me upset because it's just like girl oh yeah it was triggering a little bit it, um, it really was it really got me mad because it's just like girl if you're fat what the hell are the rest of us yeah like and that's that's always what i think when people say that i'm like i'm like I, I get that you feel insecure, but you're using that as a negative connotation when it shouldn't, when it's, it doesn't, it shouldn't have any connotation. It's literally just a describing word. And so, like, I'm like, whenever people do use that who are skinny, I'm like, how do you think that makes the rest of us feel when we sit there and we hear you say that? Like, it makes us feel worse about ourselves because we're like, we, we like ourselves like I'm just now starting to get comfortable like in my like body and stuff and like not really caring and stuff like I care about my health and stuff but like I'm not focusing on like oh my gosh I look overweight or something like that like I'm not and, and that also has to that also comes with like knowing how to dress yourself knowing yeah. how to dress your body knowing how to make yourself feel more comfortable yeah and understanding that like yeah you're gonna look and feel worse if you're trying to compare the way that you're wearing a certain type of shirt or outfit compared to like a skinny girl wearing an outfit like that girl on tiktok who her page is like is it like a fit or Or is is it it just a skinny girl wearing i saw somebody talk about how coachella is literally just like skinny culture like it's literally just skinny girls wearing outfits like that's what it is yeah and I thought that was, I was like, yep. Like, they're not even good fits. They're just, that they're skinny. They're fishnets over shorts and yeah, crop tops or like yeah. wallets and that's it. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah. true. True, true. Yeah. But I did like this book. Um, and I what I also liked is that they she had like, a in her author's note, she kind of had like a trigger warning. And then... Um, she had like at the very end, she had the National Eating Disorder Association, the Al-Anon, and then the Naranon. So for like Narcotics Anonymous and then the like all of that in the end. And I really think she did with this book is she's like the main, fo- it's a coach ex-client relationship is what it is. And the client is writing an article, um, is doing like basically like a live like daily updates on her like health and how she feels about the app and stuff and she's competing with another one of the journalists um for a position and this is like their like assignment um and so she becomes like this lifestyle person who a lot of people end up following her and she talks about like her struggles and like not even about the app much but about like how she feels and fitness and like health and not like all the time like fitness and stuff but she talks about like health and how like and it's just it's great i liked it i liked it a lot and the narrator the narrator for wes which is the main love interest it said it was dual narration yeah it's dual narration and the guy also did one of the the bromance book club series he did i think max so he has that like southern drawl and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> it hits a little bit. It hits a little. It's it's like, you know, when a guy has like that slight Southern accent and I'm just like, and he's respectful and I'm just like, 
I would think that you wouldn't like it as much. I I like when it's slight. I don't like when it's Alabama Southern. I don't I like don't that. Think anybody does. What? I don't think anybody does. But like, is it Raylan? Uh, I forgot his name. Um, Southern dude from Raylan. Raylan from Brutal Birthright series. Like his accent, I loved. But it's not that like thick, like backwoodsy. Mm. Urban. It's yeah, it's more urban. That's mm -hmm. what I like. Yeah, but I really liked this book. And so I read this all last night. <laughs> it was so good. I read it so fast. I And I listened. I like gobbled this up. I was listening to it at 3x speed. I gobbled this shit I'm up. I'm not reading right now, so. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. This is the second book I've read this month. <laughs> That actually is part of like a series, like a standalone series. Yeah, because the first one is how to fail at flirting. And I didn't realize that because the characters are actually in this book. And I didn't realize that because on Goodreads, it's not like a part of a series. But it is an interview. But it is. Series. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a series. It's basically a series of standalones. Mm -hmm. um, but I liked it. It was cute. I really liked it. It was great. Anything else to add? <laughs> I am trying to sit myself down to read. I have time to read. Um, oh, you're scratching your microphone. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I've been really busy, so I haven't been able to sit down and read because Easter and um, things happening in the house and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I finished this book last night and then I'm currently reading... I finally caved for book talk. I caved and I'm starting the Spanish love deception. Um, I'm about seven chapters in, which is about a hundred pages in. The chapters are so long and it's a slow burn. And I don't know how I feel. I'm like, the chapters are really long. And I'm just like, and it starts off fresh out the gate. Like it's like, it's, she needs a date to her, her sister's wedding. And that's like in the first in the first chapter and he's like i'll take i'll i'll like literally like the first line in the book is like i'll be your date to the wedding where it's like he like comes up to her and is like i'll be your date but like they're enemies and she's like what hmm. so you can definitely tell that he likes her so i like it i enjoy it but i don't yeah maybe you can read it because i have it on audio. i can't read it oh do you not have oh because aaron <laughs> i forgot your brother's name is aaron. <laughs> i forgot that grace can't read anything with aaron's name in it i can't read anything with aaron's or jacob's jacob's yeah how'd you get through twilight because jacob he's... was in a romantic interest that's well he was for not okay he wasn't from bella's side yeah 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 Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Jacob went to the movies with me. Yeah. And he was trying to be that, but he wasn't. He couldn't be. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll end this episode here. It was a little shorter one. Um, next week episode, we do have an author. So stay on the lookout for that. And keep your eyes open for will announce on Instagram so you have time to read the book. The book is actually coming out tomorrow, so you'll have some time. Um oh nope, it's already out. The book is already out. It's Monday. It comes out tomorrow. So the book will be out. Yeah. Comes out the 19th. So it should be out. So hopefully by the time this episode goes up, we'll you'll know. <laughs> you'll know. But thank you for listening to us talk about Bridgerton online dating and that representation and thank you everybody who has been posting about the shop we love seeing your unboxing videos we love seeing all your photos it's honestly amazing it warms our hearts i watched a video today of a girl unboxing it and i kind of cried a little i was like we did that <laughs> okay <laughs>
gonna start crying. Oh yeah, don't cry again. No, it was really cute. I do like everybody unboxing it and showing that my idea for doing these character things it worked it worked it worked well we'll see everybody next week have a good rest of your morning bye, bye.